to have that experience of awe is, at least for the moment, to let go of yourself, to transcend the sense of separation. Many of the great wisdom traditions of the earth have pointed to what we're calling the overview effect. That is to say, they have realized this unity, this oneness of all life on earth and of consciousness and awareness. The beauty of seeing earth as a planet as opposed to uh, being down here among it is a, a, a wonderful experience to then start to get into what we call the the big picture effect or the overview effect. There is a way. Welcome or welcome back to the Overview Effect with James Perrin. Now I know what you're thinking. You're going, what is going on? There's a new opening sequence. There's new music. There's new artwork. Has James gone all new year, new me? And the answer is yes. Yes, I have. I absolutely have. You know, I'm not one to usually make New Year's resolutions just so happens that the personal growth that I'm going through, the evolution that the podcast is going through, and the change that I know you are all going through, good people, just so happens to coincide with 2022. It's going to be a huge year. So welcome. Welcome to 2022, and welcome to The Overview Effect. This, of course, is the podcast where we talk about those moments that have shaped us, those stories of personal, emotional, spiritual growth and transformation and awakening that have led us to choose who we want to be, how we want to show up in the world and the impact we want to have whilst we're here. And my God, I've got a conversation for you today with a young woman, but a wise soul, Pacha a light. Oh, what an incredible human. Her story begins before she was even born. Her story begins as a soul, as the soul that chose the life that she wanted to live from day one, and it only gets better from there. She shares her experience growing up in the cloud forests of Ecuador to her environmental activist family and how that shaped her at a very early age to become who she is. She talks about her surfing career, of course, the trajectory that was laid out for her, this corporate surfing pathway, career, the sponsorships and everything that she had laid out for her as a teenager and how she turned her back on that as a young adult to pursue her own personal change and growth and freedom and why. And then we talk about the processes of unraveling, of shedding our skin and our baggage and our history of who we are and reinventing ourselves so much more. You're going to love it. I want to acknowledge the country that you're on, wherever you are. I'm currently in my van on Gubby Gubby Country. I pay respects to this country and the elders here and wherever you are. 
to thank you for showing up. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy this conversation with the beautiful wise soul, Punch of Light. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Patcha, welcome. <laughs> Hi, James. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming. It's a pleasure to have you here and it's a pleasure to have you in my home. Usually, I am the one traveling about visiting people, yet you've made the trip up to beautiful Mwollomba overlooking mm. Wollumbin. So, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. It, it's pretty amazing to be kind of like welcomed by that view, that embrace mm. of just like that oh, amazing mountain lion and um, your beautiful home. So, thank mm. you. <laughs> thank you. It is. Oh, that's the whole reason we bought this place. I was telling you before we hit record and... It's just, it's magic, you know, Wollumbin. So, you know, it's, it's important to acknowledge the beauty of this land and where we are and here in Bundjalung country, it's just like magical. And I know that you're living, sp- splitting your time between two kind of places right now. Yeah, where yeah. So at the moment, I'm kind of basing um, in Yeagle country um, at my mother's kind of shed converted to tiny home um little spot next to the coast and this amazing um kind of like mini world um at the back of Numbaka um on yeah just I think it's Dangadi country I think we're right on the border um but 250 acres two mountains freshwater creek and um oh it's just the perfect kind of place of just just a power place full mm. of recharging and such connection and in every place, but yeah, on a mm. magnitude level here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is that really amazing to come back to as a kind of centering place, especially after you've been traveling a lot? Cause, it, and is that what you've been, you've been traveling the last, how long, 12 months longer? Yeah. Yeah. So the past, um, yeah, we kind of set off around January last year, but tried to do Australia and um, got called back, pulled back and actually um, turned out to be that pulling was this uh, cycle into the moving everybody to this property and we were there mm. for all of that. So that was like a really key part. And, you know, if we look on a bit of a sort of destiny way, it's sort of like land called us back and yes. said, okay, you have to come see me in my full um being in full place and so we're very very lucky yeah (laughs) wow amazing oh my gosh (laughs) incredible so we'll talk we'll talk more about all of that good stuff but Mm -hmm. I do want to ask you the same question I always kickstart our conversations with which is you know the premise of the show the overview effect this idea that we can have these moments in our lives that can really kind of alter our perception and the way that we are or who we are or how we interact with the world so Big question, but have you had a moment or an experience or something in your life that has really framed up how you see mm. the world? Oh, I was really sitting with this one for quite <laughs> a while and um, I could definitely go into a lot of um, singular moments that were very pivotal in, um, you know, choosing the path, choosing the steps of... Um, which direction and kind of yeah that lens and altering those different filters of how we see the world but um I kept coming back to this um little kind of voice little um kind of inkling um that kind of understanding of you know my whole life had always amounted 
back to where I was before, where I was before this body, where we all were before we came into sort of being. And, um, you know, my mum had such a momentous life within the environmental campaigning world and protesting and led um, countless projects and some really incredible um yeah experiences and it sort of came into her life that you know she had to have a child and I I just feel like there was a full agreement and full kind of like interaction beforehand of like okay I'm coming in and this is what's going to happen and (laughs) this is what we're going to do and it's going to be it's not going to be easy but this is yeah this is the purpose and it was sort of just like um with her kind of guidance like fully chose to sort of be brought up with the full unconventional and um very alternative way and without any limits of what we can and can't do and that kind of messaging I feel like it came through maybe before I really came here it was sort of just like a kind of guidance protection um purpose that really stuck with me and through all of these pivotal moments it's just that second kind of confirmation yes you're in the right path yeah this is for the highest good don't doubt you know your heart this is yeah why you're here you know so yeah it kept coming back there and then um I also had a little kind of thought I was like geez I think I'm going through one of my like I think I'm going through a big overview effect right now (laughs) so it's like tell me about it yeah so the past year I guess a big you know transformation and transmuting of you know our old skins and shedding Mm. them all off and um really I've been trying to step into back into that connection of self and you know, working a little bit more on that multi-dimensional levels and um, I guess really feeling into to energies and, yeah, and understanding that, you know, we're all, you know, we're all energy beings and we're all light beings and it can be just such a beautiful place for healing and done a lot of just full autopilot, stay in this productive um, kind of full kind of capitalist of just get the bottom line bottom profit you know for so many years within you know that um whole surfing uh, mm. objection sort of thing like the comp- competition and mm. um all of these single-mindedness and i think without that awareness of um like these energy fields and um where we where we kind of come from and you know this light source and all of this it's it's given me such an amazing place for healing and Mm -hmm. that's sort of what I'm really starting to hopefully learn and understand and it just strengthens so many more connections within you know our bodies and Mm. our physical bodies and the land the air the water it's yeah it's so intertwined you're you're, yeah yeah you're you're in it right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 I think so I love it Uh. I love it and I love that you 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 say you actually felt like your soul Mm. or your spirit had that experience before it like I love that that's beautiful what what a beautiful story (laughs) and so and then you touched on your childhood so tell me a bit more about your childhood because I think it's a what I from what a little bit that I've heard and read it sounds 
fascinating and amazing. So yes. where did you grow up and what was it like? Yes. So um, my mum had been doing environmental campaigning all around the world for, uh, I think she was 14 when she kind of decided, okay, I've got to save the world. <laughs> and so <laughs> she, it. yeah, yeah. She just kind of hopped around all the different countries and, and landed in Ecuador and she came across this place deep in the mountains um, called Intag and it's um, in the cloud forest of the Andes with um, Ecuador being the top 10 biodiverse um, hotspots of the planet and also this uh, strength and resurgence in the indigenous um, worldviews and kind of place in politics and sort of that governing place, um, the Quechua people, really had a momentous place there and she just kind of was almost like intoxicated with this incredible energy there and um it, I, I think it could be the altitude like it's like <laughs> three thousand feet above sea level and you walk around you're like oh, whoa <laughs> so you're kind of put into that next place anyway yes. but um yeah and she looked around at this um cloud forest and she said wow this this could be this could be a place where i could live forever and mm. um i came through and um she named me uh pacha which is the Quechua, um, comes from the Quechua translation of Pachamama, which is Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she was really um, involved her whole life with um, Indigenous conferences and Indigenous um, campaigning for protection of lands, forests, rivers, oceans, all around the world, but, um, but really... Um, connected with the Quechua people and um, the first mayor of Korakachi since um, colonization, first Quechua mayor, um, his wife was actually the midwife and we were, I think, the only uh, home birth in the Whoa. in the village and nobody really kind of did that anymore and it sort of like bring back, you know, he's this kind of, you know, white woman having birth yeah. and she's screaming in the middle of these cobblestone streets and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was like, um, yeah, she came in kind of full force and then I came in full force and it was sort yeah. of like, all right, we got some um, experiences to unfold and we pretty much lived um, an hour's walk from a dirt road and I think it was like one of the most dangerous roads in South America. It's just Whoa. so like cliff edge dirt road and then buses turning and running into each other and it was just crazy. But um, yeah, we'd walk with horses with our carrying our um, luggages down to this mud house um, in the middle of the forest and lived with no electricity, no running water, um, no mirrors. Whoa. Um, yeah, just Did full you, isolation. But you, but you knew that the world had all that technology, right? Like yeah. you weren't like living in some super back in time. Oh, but it was yeah. just that your that was your mother and your family chose to mm. live that lifestyle. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It kind of was like. Um, we would, you know, go into town for, you know, that hot shower and just like <laughs> stay in the hotel and order pizza. And it was like awesome. And um, yeah. yeah, my my mother's family was um, really amazing. And, you know, we kept um, that kind of sort of balance. We would juggle between um, going to Ecuador, back to Australia. And also my mom had a very big presence of um, kind of performing environmentally focused songs and deep ecology mm. movement in Japan. So wow. Japan's another huge place, but um, yeah, it was, 
these first years and this kind of like reminder to go back to the forest and know where we kind of came from and so yeah we were just running around kids barefoot in the river for swims and um yeah it was pretty intense but um yeah it was cool we'd go to bed with like a nighttime story and like the mum didn't want to have windows in the house so the birds could come in so we'd have just like sleeping and watching the hummingbirds fly around our heads before before bed and yeah yeah it was it was hectic but it's like when I look back, Incredible. it's the yeah, best time of my life. Yeah. And it wasn't just your mum either, was it? Like you had other, your, your family is as yeah. rabid, rabid environmentalists, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, my, um, my dad was from the coast mm. and um, yeah, he had a um, dry forest reserve on the coast there and ran eco tours. And that's how my get my parents actually met was on world mangrove day and hmm. reforesting mangroves in um, Bahia de Caracas. And, um, yeah, my, my grandma's like in Australia, she's been very pivotal and, and a vocal part of her community with, um, in Corumban and, you know, she would be campaigning. I think they had a cruise ship terminal there, mm. you know, years and years ago. And she was there with, I think rabbit Bartholomew was there yes. too, yeah. the signs and yeah. Yeah. So it was very, Big part of our family, but um, yeah, but yeah. So, so you grew up in a cloud forest in one of the most biodiverse places in the world. You lived this life super in tune with nature and without technology, or mm. completely connected with the world around you. You had an incredible, progressive, radical environmentalist activist mother and father and family. They named you Pacha after Mother Earth, and your last name's Light. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> My, and oh. and and I just have a sense. When were you born? What was your what was your birthday? Second of the third, two thousand and one. So March. so you're so you're in a so you're an Aquarius. A Pisces. Close. Yeah, yeah. but water. still, like mm. that's that's. <laughs> Really around that, that time of year, which is like all the people that are, you know, earth children. So you never had a chance, Pacha. You were, you were like you said, I it know. was written for you. I was like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> I choose you. Yeah. Yeah. Your soul came in. You're like, no, I'm not, I'm not spending 50 years trying to figure out who the hell I am. I'm coming in, <laughs> into an environment where it's just like, boom, 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 get yeah. shit done. Love it. I love it. Oh, how Thank good. You. Okay. And then, so you ended up in the Gold Coast. Yeah. And got into surfing. Yes. Tell me how did that happen? Yes. Oh, such a incredible kind of twist of fate there. Um, my parents, yes, yeah, split up. And so we kind of, mum decided to, yeah, base in Australia. And before we actually um, ended up on the Gold Coast, my, my grandma's there. And so we've got such a big connection there. But um, yeah, she decided to move in the middle of kind of like Townsville, like up north. And right. she ran for local representative for like, I think, seven years or something. Like, no, seven seven different times she ran for state um, for the Greens and did the whole political place. Oh, wow. And that was her next step of, okay, I need to save the world on this level. And so we were like, uh, I think it was maybe four or five and I was watching her run all these like political campaigns. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> Okay. okay mom <laughs> i want to go surfing so um yeah we kind of like <laughs> we yeah. um we moved back down um and landed in um in woomba um which is close to iluka in yeager country and uh, just kind of lived by the beach and you know we were always quite 
um, connected to the ocean and spent a lot of our childhoods, you know, with cousins and always revolved around the beach. But um, yeah, once we sort of started school and um, kind of figured out that there was a sort of uh, Australian perspective of, okay, do the after school sports Mm -hmm. and that whole emphasis on that, we were kind of like, oh, don't really like soccer, Mm. don't really like netball. And then we saw one day, we saw um, like a Luca board riders sign like towards the beach. We're like, whoa, what's that? Like Mm. what's surfing? Um, And sort of stumbled upon it. And, they, you know, they just kind of took us in and lent us all of these um, softboards and we're just so hooked. Mm. And, you know, my mum from that environmental perspective, she was like, oh, my gosh, surfing is going to be the way that we save the planet. You know, you have to look after these beaches that you love so much. And so for her, it was like an, the most easiest integration and um, kind of like perspective was like wow like we're in the ocean every day and so much sacredness in that but um but yeah it was time for myself to sort of like okay I need a new board I need my first board and um we couldn't afford it at the time and so mom was like okay well do you want to do you want to busk or something and like what do you like to do and I'm like oh I love dancing (laughs) I was so into dancing and so at every market so I just kind of dance in front of a little hat and and just yeah britney spears uh rihanna we just (laughs) on like repeat and um that kind of ended up happening at the roxy pro 2011 where i was dancing in the kind of little strip at um at uh rainbow beach that little strip there i was just dancing and um Laura never walked past and she came and danced with me. I think it was to a Rihanna song. But um, <laughs> yeah, she. Um, I was busking for a board. I had a little sign up and she came back with one of her backup boards and just, just handed it over Whoa. and was like, just keep dancing, keep surfing and have fun. And um, yeah, it wow. was like, I had no idea. I had no idea who she was. I had no idea anything about surfing. But here I was with this incredible gift of just generosity and love and to know where that that's how my surfing journey kind of started was just like okay I can go back to that and mm. I you know could go back to even guidance from her like this whole life and so yeah we didn't stop wow. stop surfing since then yeah you, you actually manifested a board I know nowhere. I know right yeah there, there was a couple <laughs> like hard hard days in the sun like after that thing but um but yeah instant manifestation wow. for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah that's incredible and yeah. it's not just like some scrubby old foam top like oh it's my a professional quali- professional yeah. board from one of the best surfers in the yeah. world yeah <laughs> it was it was a little bit tricky because i hadn't been surfing very long yeah. so standing up on it was a, it was like five six like t- so thin like yeah. a pro board and i kind of didn't have any clues so i was riding this in like the shore break. <laughs> like, That's probably how you got so good, though, oh. right? Like, it's naivety. It was so amazing. Funny. It was fully that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Incredible. <laughs> and so then you were okay, amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you started. So and then you were you were really really into surfing. Mm. Obviously, you got really good at it. And then you mm. went into the competition scene. Yeah. And mm. so, what was that like? Yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. It's like you know, only really been you know, four years of intense um, kind of 
a mindset on for the contests, mm. but it felt like a full lifetime of, yeah, just, you know, that is your one objective is to win the contest, to be the best, nobody else. And that whole kind of single mindset I could never really do. And even when we were training, we kind of were just um, a subject of, I guess, the environment around us was um, on the Gold Coast. We uh, we moved up to take care of my grandmother, um, getting a little bit older. And everybody at all the like local board riders clubs, it would then go to, okay, you're doing this next contest and you're doing this next drum comp. And it just slowly evolved into got to do the QS, you got to chase the rankings, bro juniors, mm. um you know, the strategic jumps to like, okay, go to South Africa and get your points up so then you can get into this contest. Like oh, wow. this, it's such a um, intricate sort of dance about, you know, what um, I guess route you want to take within mm. like to get to that place of qualification. And, you know, that was definitely my goal. Um, but I kind of had this strange, yeah, inkling in, inside of, okay, I do want to do more though. Like, is there anything more than, than just these, this contest? Mm. And it led me to, um, chase a lot of different projects around me and, um, connect with a lot of incredible people, um, because I was in these amazing places of the world. Yeah. These contests would be, you know, Japan and, um, Spain and like all around the world. And there was such rich, um, intricate, um, stories there and I was so fascinated um, and as well as this big kind of um, voice inside of like okay but you know you need to be responsible within your place of in the environmental aspect of things and how are you giving back and so I really tried my hardest to do that big balance game but um but yeah it was uh, at the end of it, it was like one month home the whole wow. year. And so it was like always traveling. Mm. How, was the training really intense? Was it like intense, like coaching, training, nutrition, like all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much from age of 15, it was sort of like I was a little bit on the skinnier side. And so I would look around at all these athletes, with like, you know, amazing muscles. And so it was a big part. I mean, I was doing high school at that time too. And I, I left uh, I think a couple of years later, but um, it was a really strange balance um, to be so uh, busy in my mind and physically mm. and that there was no really rest point. That my, I was looking forward to, you know, uh, 15 hour plane rides so I could mm. finally like relax. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So you were, it sounds like the competitive nature, you're traveling all over the world it was like intense training. It sounds like it was kind of just chasing points, you know, chasing a career really and, and chasing status and fame and numbers mm-hmm. and goals, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, what, you walked away from it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like that voice just started getting louder and louder and louder. And, um, you know, when I, I guess, look at a different perspective, you could say that, you know, I was kind of, heading towards the peak and Mm. I had 
you know, everything at the click of my fingers. And It was later. I've, like, seen articles, like, Patch of Light is going to be the next big name in surfing. Like, they had rolled out this runway for you. Oh, my gosh. And I I didn't understand it. And there was a lot of that, like, imposter syndrome of, oh, my God, I don't deserve. Like, what is going on? Like, I couldn't um, really wrap my head around it at all. And I kind of had that feeling, especially in the contests of – okay, I'm training so hard, you know, um, committing everything to this, but I don't feel like I belong. I don't like, I don't, I feel bad for all of these, of these girls who want this, the, like it's right there. It's on their top of their list of, I need this, everything. And their whole being is like, this is the goal. It has to be this goal. And for me, it was, it was so much more fluid than that. And I, and I couldn't quite kind of grasp it in, like wrap my head around it in their perspectives Mm. and so yeah towards the end um beginning of 2020 right as right as the pandemic yeah i know right i know yeah yeah i kind of like yeah decided to just uh, yeah really kind of move it in there of stepping away from contests and then further um stepping away from my yeah current sponsor and Mm. sort of like did people think you were crazy I feel like you know from that different perspective it was like I'm literally throwing away what you know I and I and I couldn't really hold on to something that wasn't true to me and true to Mm. my heart but yeah to see you know so many I guess struggle um you know, financially and like a fully um, understood and related to that. And I was here with this amazing silver platter, you know, and I was like, thank you so much, you know, but no, thank you. Wow. And yeah, it's, I think I'm still in that, you know, transitional phase of, you know, nobody, I don't really, can't really think of anybody who's walked away from mm. just the perspective of, you know, not being true and then environmental aspect and things like that. Like I feel like everybody's sort of, you know, it needs to be a professional surfer to keep afloat. You know, you need that buffering place and to continue doing what you love. And yeah. I just sort of was like, oh, I need to be a little bit boundless at the moment. Wow. <laughs> yeah. that's, but that's what an amazing insight to have. And I can understand how hard that would be, but also mm-hmm. how, like you, you're just what I'm hearing from you is almost like a the words. This isn't the right word. I'm struggling to find the right adjective. It's not shame or guilt, but it's mm-hmm. like an awkward feeling around like, oh my gosh, I've got this an incredible gift that I'm turning down, and I feel like maybe people might say, oh, how could you turn that down? It's such privileged. Mm-hmm. You're so lucky, right? And I can I can hear that from you. That would have been really really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to listen to your heart, and you know, um, I had. Um, about a, about a year ago, um, I had Rasta on the show, and not exactly the same path, but some similarities in the in what you guys have have done and your your surfing careers, I guess. And one thing that he said was that, from his perspective, the competitive nature of surfing the sport really made something that for him was so simple and wondrous and therapeutic in like being in the ocean and connecting with the ocean. And just made it so complex and just, and he realized that it was this like artificial lens and framework that we had put over it. And that's why he decided to go on a different path. Mm. And that really struck a chord with me. And I thought, Mm. I think, 
your story is is saying the same thing. Like it's such an surfing. It's such an cute example because we've got this surfers know there's this beautiful, mm. wonderful connection with the ocean, mm. yet we can see the commercialization and the impact that that has. And then you step back and you go, well, what else are we doing mm-hmm. in the world? Mm-hmm. What other industries, what other ways of life are we making something so simple? Mm-hmm. And really, what is life apart from food, water, shelter, community? Mm-hmm. And just overlaying these unbelievably complex social structures that aren't even real. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. You know, oh. and it's like the mind boggles. But I think about my journey mm. um, through... What I did was I went to school, mm-hmm. very, you know, very good school, mm-hmm. um, went and got an education like at university because not because I necessarily was driven to, but I was nudged that way by society because that's what you do. You know, you go and get an education and a mm-hmm. degree and I didn't even really care what I studied. So I chose mm-hmm. chemical engineering because mm-hmm. I was told that would get me a good salary and mm-hmm. give me a good job. So instantly I'm in debt. Still paying off that debt. (laughs) So it's like, boom, you're in a huge amount of debt already. Um, I feel like I actually didn't learn anything about chemical engineering or environmental engineering, which is what I ended up finishing with. Um, What I learned was how to regurgitate information, how to answer pre-selected answers to questions. I got a degree in cramming for exams, basically. I'm really good at that. Um, Got a job. And the job was uh, whatever was available, you know, mm. interviewing for like, I remember interviewing for like concrete companies and yeah, like wow. oil and gas companies. And I was like, in my heart, I knew that that's not what I wanted to do, but I had just the, the wall pulled over my eyes of, well, this is where I'm supposed to go. Um, and then I can see how people can get down this road of like, and then you've got a steady job so you can then get a mortgage mm. be- and then we're conditioned to want to buy all of these things so we maximize the mortgage and then we get the two cars on the loan and the two kids in the house and then Mm. all of a sudden we're trapped financially Mm. because we need to stay in that job that we never intended to get into in the first place to pay for all the things that we've now got because of the job we're in. Yes. (sighs) And what I'm hearing from you and it's mm. really unbelievably synchronistic that we're actually talking today, Pacha, because, and none of this was pre-planned, by the way, we've been trying <laughs> to tee this up for ages. Yeah. Um, but you're talking about stepping away from this incredible kind of what would be deemed by society is this incredible path mm. to really seek out who you are and what you want. And I'm actually really in that place myself right now. Mm. I quit my job yesterday. Wow. Congratulations <laughs> though. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and I'm, I'm in that exact, like I'm hearing you talk and yeah. I'm like, whoa, yeah. because I'm in that place right now where I'm like, okay, I've got this incredible job. People are going to be like, really? You work for a progressive, awesome B Corp and as the mm-hmm. sustainability community manager, why are you stepping away from that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm also reimagining, take, uh, taking some time and space to figure out who I want to be. Mm-hmm. what I want, who I want to be as a person, starting to look at the behaviors in myself that I don't like and how I can face them and change them. Yes. My partner and I are having conversations around what's working and what's not working mm-hmm. in our relationship, like yeah. re-examining our relationship as well yeah. because we don't stop to do that. Yes. 
Yes. And it's and it's mm. actually it's really hard. Mm. It's like it's really hard. It's awkward. It's weird. It's like mm-hmm. brutal. But mm. I think it's really important. And I think I'm hearing that's what I mean. It's like unbelievably synchronistic that we're mm. talking today because it sounds like you've been going through all of that the last. Mm. 18 to 24 months as well yes and just churning through it yeah oh wow that's incredible though (laughs) it's it's at you know these moments where you're just like okay anything you know anything is possible anything can happen Mm. but whatever will happen is going to be for those highest purpose for that highest good your highest self like good it'll be work out exactly like that it's it's so funny um um i recently kind of run into like you know some some health issues and things like that and i was doing a lot of like um bit of work out in the property and what really came to me was like snake and so you're wearing a snake hat right now yeah and so the whole power of the snake is transmuting shedding the skin growing the new Mm. stretching out um flowing it up releasing it and moving that forward and to keep it like it's un- you're unraveling mm-hmm. and un and un you know unwinding and letting go of everything that you know you thought that was you know holding you in this in a safe place i don't know for me you know in a safe uh, bubble and it's like okay pop let's see where i float you know yeah and i think it's you know, it's so sc- scary and it's so, it's so it's unknown, super scary it's super unknown. hard because mm. it's like who am I without mm. all these things? Yeah. Who am I without yes. this as my job? Who am mm. I without this as my home and yeah. family and whatever? Yes. And it's not to say that we need to go and blow everything up in our lives, no. but to sit and reflect on those things is really important. Yeah. And I think to find your truth and to, you know, if that needs a lot of like undigging and unraveling to find it, to strip mm. back bed, to see yourself in your true form and, I think there's a lot of, um, I think bypassing to a lot of people's true um, needs and wants and um, core of who they are can be underlooked, especially by society's um, regiments of, you know, what we need to do as as adults and these five year plans, the three year plans Mm. and okay, you got to do the more, you got to do this, you got to do the the education, the mortgage that follow the systems. And it's kind of like that reminder that, you know, you have this incredible life force within you that already knows what to sort of do. And it's sort of like that trusting your truth and what is going to make you feel alive and feel into your I guess real true self and then who you are and it's and it's you know that it's that question that runs with us our whole lives and some people can yeah might never want to try to find it or or be okay with you know rolling through those certain frames that have been set up only in the last 200 years Mm. you know that Mm -hmm. industrialized perspective of Mm. um capitalism and that corruption and um old way of thinking and it's sort of like right now even on a global scale we're at such a pivotal moment where we can remove that and go back to the land go back to ourselves and we're reconnecting and i think that that's gonna bring so much of course unraveling but inspiration to to move forward into 
our true selves. And I think so too, you know, and I think about, mm. so I've been in, in the environmental movement for a, a long time mm. as of you and your family. <laughs> uh, so I, th- I was thinking about this example where we, we have a lot of the environmental movement focuses on like individual, um, individual campaigns. Yes. Right. Yes. So we've got mm. like, uh, don't plastic is bad. We need to stop plastic pollution in the ocean. And then we've got another one over yeah, here, which is like deforestation. Yeah. yeah renewable energy. We've got mm. regenerative agriculture is important. That's the next big mm. thing because of the industrial agricultural complex. And then we've got, you know, and, and socially as well, you know, we've got the housing crisis, we've got homelessness and all these things. And, um, I think those are really important for us to, for us to do those actions and have those campaigns it's kind of like science right where it's different scientists study different fields mm. and they're specialized in their different fields mm. and that's really important for deepening the knowledge of humanity in those fields because we could never get to that level of depth of knowledge if we were a jack of all trades mm-hmm. but then we've also got to step back sometimes and try to piece it all together yes and when i look at the environmental movement i see all of these things happening mm. climate change and mm. and this and ocean pollution and i think where I'm starting to realize is I don't actually think we have a climate crisis Mm. and we don't have a ocean pollution crisis and we don't have a, um, uh, uh, whatever deforestation crisis or this crisis or that crisis. Like, yes, all of these things are happening. But for me, the true thing that we have is a spiritual crisis. Yes. Yes. And by that, what I mean is, um, Mm. not necessarily religion or not necessarily that we all need to go and, be you know meditating monks in the hills peace love and mung exactly. beans although some yes. of us might enjoy that <laughs> exactly <laughs> but what i what i what i guess i'm getting to is that i think that what we've what we've lost is an awareness of and connection to something greater than ourselves yes mm-hmm. whether that be spirit whether that be a god whether that be the force of nature whether that be love and connection to our community i think that if we can cultivate that and bring that into our awareness and into our day-to-day week-to-week lives Mm -hmm. then the other things will flow such that our society won't be geared against like you know trying to not log a forest is actually goes against the grain and it's hard to do trying to not create new plastic is actually really hard to do Mm -hmm. if we can change our perception and the way in which we are Mm -hmm. then the path of least resistance becomes the better one yes for me yes (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. I was thinking, yes, exactly that on the way up with, you know, of course, we want to lend our voices to all of these, you know, different aspects, but it's almost like you can look at it as a, you know, working intricate um, body. And, you know, we've got the organs and all the livers and got the skin, all of these, you know, different aspects that we really need to remember to pump blood to, you know, like all these different places. But collectively, it's it is it's this need of life force to the mother, the energy, the 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 governing kind of whole being, and that's exactly like I just sing so true to to mm. what you said. And um, there's this definite disconnection and loss of of self, and you know we've really kind of it's an exciting time because we're, we're all waking up to this moment of, okay, where's my, you know, my, my connection to this land. And, um, we think back even to those couple of hundred years ago and, um, 
this loss of um, indigenous wisdom and and knowledge and that way of life and I think it's so beautiful to to come to those understandings of wow it's right here this inspiration of something that would like save world civilization is going back to think on these simple only taking what what we need nothing more you know this relationship with the with the land in a way where there's no disconnection that there's this deep ecology deep connection and you know she's our mother you know we are a child we take care of our mother she takes care of us the you don't want to log you know these amazing ancient forests they are our lungs Mm. it's her lungs and um yeah i i've I know I was thinking a lot about, you know, even the COP26 um, and that, all that gloom of current, you know, leaders. It was just really, you know, just a talking yeah. kind of fest. There was no real big act, like, you know, action from the leaders, the leaders, you know, quotation yeah. marks. And it's like... And, and even the and even the so-called action is mm. is in within the same paradigm yes. of, you know, techno-billionaires... Creating companies and and capitalism. subsidies mm-hmm. by governments and all this yep. to try to solve a problem. But the problem isn't actually climate change. Mm-hmm. Climate change is the symptom. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think you know it's it's the last couple of years we've been going through one of the biggest shakeups. You yeah. know, definitely in my, in my lifetime. Holy moly, you know, in so many different lifetimes where you know something can unravel on a big on a big scale and this could be such a pivotal moment where we're deciding to leave those places that give us no joy, no life, you know. We're going back to the core of who we all are and on a global scale that's removed from um, this bottom line profit and it's amazing to start to see through all of those lines of, you know, because of our government, you know, telling us this is what we're going to do. This is going to be the best thing to do. It, it's kind of like you see through and you're like, all right, I'm not going to give you energy there. I'm going to I'm going to do something in my day to day that gives back to me, gives back to the land, mm-hmm. can strengthen that connection. That's going to be make me happy in the long long run and you'll notice these feelings start to arrive that just that draining feeling you know to start to think about you know our futures and in this current system and these next generations and um it's kind of like we have to find this resurgence of hope and that hope is there and that hope Mm. is happening right now but I think, yeah, I agree with you. It can't be on this same level that we're that we've been used to, and that's scary and that's unknown. But I think it's necessary for, yeah, for the rest of, I guess, our time as humans on this earth. Um, yeah. yeah, I think exactly right. I'm, like I think it's important all that work that you know organizations are doing to protect the rainforest, regenerative agriculture, protect our oceans. Like that needs to happen now. That's yes. urgent and short term. It's incredible work. Yeah, it's incredible mm. work. It's important. I support all of it. Mm. And there is another body of work in piecing it together and telling the story and you know people like yourself sharing Mm. your story i think storytelling is really powerful Mm. for that for Mm. people to be able to share their experience so that it 
might not quantitatively be able to measure the impact of what that is, but it has a ripple effect in other people's lives, Mm. you know, and I think what we're trying to do is create behavior change Mm, rather than have like focus on the tangible outcomes. Yes. It's almost like you, you can kind of start to give a bit more energy to that creativity part Mm. and, you know, telling stories in the communities um, instead of that quite you know numerical way of thinking okay how productive were you today it was like no i saw this amazing bird today like it was so cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's all the biggest eagle no yeah um i i loved the podcast by the way but with that with dave um and his 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 uh, experience yeah and his oh he's 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 been one of like you know me and my brother one of the biggest you know reasons we really um, continued with surfing and such a mentor and um, inspiration for so many years and mm. um, yeah the him and Lauren are just incredible mm. but um but yeah it's almost this courage to start to dismantle what we think is the right way and you know that's from a generational perspective of you know our, our mm. um, parents and the parents before us and it's sort of like you re tap into the Mm. things that you you love and that's where the ocean has been such an amazing teacher and as well as the mountains the forests they all hold this knowledge as well and it's almost like you know we start to listen we start to listen start to listen to our mm. body start to listen to yeah nature and yeah we have to and we have to give something up we have to walk away from something which is the hard bit you know just like you had to walk away from your sponsorship and surfing career Mm. or as it was Mm -hmm. maybe your surfing career will be reinvented in a different way I don't know but um just like you had to give something up just like I had to give something up yesterday yes to allow that space for Mm. something new and a new Mm. way of being to come into our lives Mm. I think you're right we can get so caught up in the doom and gloom of the world but you said it's actually a really exciting time mm. and i think you're right and mm. when and we got to think of that time as like multi-generational mm. but no no time ever before in human history as far as we know have humans become so aware of the detrimental impact and the the wrong direction in which they're headed yes and it's yes. terrifying and it's mm. awful and there's terrible things happening however what hopefully will come out of that Mm. is a greater awareness of what not to do yeah 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 (laughs) it's definitely no yeah even on a you know global scale we've never you know been aware of every single um culture community Mm. national international stage where it's there's a place of so much um unity and um yeah coming together for this perspective of of Living, having our time on Earth, it'll be a little bit longer. Like, yeah. <laughs> couple, come on, yeah, yeah. I want to take my kids surfing one day. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I think it is really um exciting time, mm. and it's quite incredible to see even the steps that we've all been taking in ourselves, and these behavioural changes from that day to day have already started to integrate in an incredible scale, and that is through such hard work um through so many people and so many amazing momentous um campaigns and groups 100 percent, but it's kind of like on you know such a big scale and such a big international place it's yeah this almost sacredness to your own body that worth 
of your own life to then see the worth in other people's life, to other creatures' life, to the nature's life. It's like you need to under the, the understanding that we're all connected needs to be so. It is imperative, and um, mm. yeah, there's amazing um, hope there, and you can feel yeah. it. And so it's 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 a good time to be alive. We have to think that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> And maybe that's the perfect place to land it. Um, mm. And, you know, who, who I told you that we before we hit record, I didn't have a overly curated questions. Like sometimes I have a bit more specific questions and mm. I was willing to let this one go where it needed to. And, yeah. you know, maybe just kind of like how your life was like dictated before it started. Mm. I think this conversation was always going to get here with you, with <laughs> Pacha Light. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> In the middle of our, our re-examining our own lives and existence and yeah. um, what a beautiful what a beautiful conversation to have. Thank so, you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming up. It's uh, been it's been beautiful and even if I hadn't have hit record. Yes. Um, it would have been just as wonderful. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for having me and such incredible um, perspectives and just yeah, it's it's conversations like these and in a platform and a in a home um, that you've created that really can do that inspiring change, create those ripples, and I'm just so honoured to even be here, be on it. So yeah, thank you so much. Pleasure. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, Patrick. Awesome. Thank you, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, thank you so much. Man. Oh, it's so incredible.